Hey guys, I'm Alan Beek and welcome to Barber Soup, my unedited and unscripted thinking out loud podcast. I'm going to be sharing my personal experiences and discussing topics related to the hair industry and my journey so far. So sit back, relax, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome back to Barber Soup and this is episode number six entitled Don't Get Comfy. Now I said in the previous episode that I was going to do a Q&A in this one, but uh, due to the fact that I've not compiled all the questions together and I want them kind of in an order so then it's not wishy-washy and each question kind of links on to the next. So I've written the questions down and I just need to put them together in an order that is l- easier for you to listen to basically. So I'm going to go straight into this episode again titled Don't Get Comfy. Now there's nothing better than when you try and do something that's new and you completely crack it. So things like riding a bike or making Yorkshire puddings or rolling a joint, so I've heard. But that initial feeling, it's so awkward and uncomfortable when you don't know how to do something. That's what we call out of our comfort zone. But only when you're in this place are you then able to grow and gain a wider knowledge or gain more life experience. So when I hear people say things like, I've lost interest or I'm not feeling it anymore or I've lost a passion. This basically means that we need to take ourselves back to a a place of pain and suffering and that feeling of being uncomfortable because there's no feeling of accomplishment doing the same thing all day every day, especially if we're not getting any internal reward or the external reward just isn't good enough. It's at times when everything goes stale. And I'm that person, I often get this. If I'm feeling unchallenged, then I'm unmotivated. If I'm unmotivated, then I don't work to my full potential. So I'm gonna give you some things to do whilst you're off and you have the time to create some good habits so you never get this feeling again. So first of all, it's time to invite uncomfortableness. You need to list five things, whether personal or work-related, that you are shit at. If you're not in the habit of making or writing lists just yet, then just do it mentally. I know it's quite condescending if I tell you to get a notepad out and and make a list. You don't have to physically write something down. Just do it mentally. I do that quite a lot because it's always it's not appropriate to start pulling out a book when you're in. You know, you wake up at three o'clock in the morning. Just take a mental note. So first of all. I was I was shit at reading. Reading's a big one and I talk about it a lot because it's helped me so much. And I think a lot of adults are shit at reading and it reminds us too much of school and school was incredible socially, but academically it was it was wank. If you think back to your school days just how boring it was and they they weren't great days especially in my eyes. So I didn't really do too bad in my GCSEs, but to me, certificates mean jack shit. I love a good success story that starts with something like multi-millionaire business mogul tells us how he dropped out of school at 14 and now he's got a jacuzzi in his Bentley. But reading took me months to get the hang of and I would get angry and frustrated having to reread pages because I didn't understand what was being said. And because I'd scanned a page and didn't probably take it in and I'd get angry because I wanted to be good at it. I knew it was a great way to learn. I know it was going to increase my intellect. And one thing that we've got to remember is that anger isn't a bad thing. It's a good sign, actually. 
It shows that you care because passion is just anger combined with love, which is a, a, a really, really a good thing to think of. And that's what I think anyway when my wife's going mental at me and I think, oh, she's been so passionate, she must really love me. But with anything you identify yourself as being shit at, you've got to work on and be persistent. So remember that if becoming a good reader is the goal, what system are you going to put in place to reach it? You're going to get in bed, you're going to put your phone on Do Not Disturb and dedicate 30 minutes a night or even 10 minutes to get started to just one book. Don't overcomplicate it. Just set one time, allocate 10 to 30 minutes each night on a set time, set your alarm and it will happen before you know it. Just stick to one book and just persevere with it. You've got to treat your mind right now whilst we're going through this exactly the same as if you would treat the way that you would treat your body. If you want it to be fit and healthy, then you have to feed it the right things and exercise it. Feed it shit and let it lie around doing nothing all day and it will turn to mush just as your body would. So you need to start becoming mentally fit as well as physically fit and you can make that decision right now. I know we're about halfway through isolation but there's no time constraints here. You can start at any time. Make the decision if you want to go back to work fit or fat and I mean that from a physical and mental sense. Do you want to be healthy or unhealthy in your mind and in your body? So sitting in front of the the TV for days on end isn't going to do you any good. Don't get me wrong, I love a good film and I love a decent series. I was obsessed with Game of Thrones until the last episode and that was a complete fucking waste of time, but let's not go down that road. It's good to have times in the day where you watch TV and completely switch off and go numb and with everything that's going on, but schedule it into your day and have TV time as a part of it, not all of it. I've always loved training, always. I've always been into keeping fit, running, uh, weight training, CrossFit, anything that just keeps me fit and healthy. But home and work life sometimes stops me from doing it. And this can stop for months at a time. I can get out a routine and as soon as that happens, it's fucked, it's gone. But this time off, which I'm really starting to enjoy by the way, has given me the opportunity to train four times a week and to get in the sun, which is nice. So I'm making a positive out of the negative. And when you have a journal or a diary, it's easy to schedule in a workout. You put it in the opposite end to you starting that book. So there's your start of the day and there's the end of your day. And all you've got to do is think of things in between that space to fill up your day and keep yourself productive. The more productive you are now will put you in good practice for when we finally reopen and things get mental. So see yourself now as warming up. The more physically and mentally prepared you are, the easier you will find the comeback. And think to yourself, do I want to be sad and guilty for doing nothing with that time or do I want to be happy, elated and prepared? Now, I've been doing research on the comeback and what it's going to be like and it definitely looks like it isn't just going to be a case of the government saying, right, open your doors, resume as normal, Social distancing and all the necessary precautions will still be in place, which is going to make work life really difficult. We're still going to have to stay two metres apart. We're going to have to wear PPE, like masks and gloves, and we'll have to have limited numbers in the shop. So here's some of my notes that I wrote down, and I hope they help you out. Firstly, we're going to have to look at extending our opening hours. 
as we're going to have one half of the shop working early morning to an afternoon shift, then afternoon, afternoon to early evening. That way everybody gets to work, yet we still have less bodies in the shop and can all work two metres apart. Each booking is going to have to have maybe five to ten minutes gap so there's no overlay and to give everyone time to sanitise their work area and keep everything nice and clean. Additional bookings on Sundays and Mondays which are the days in which the shop is closed because now I suppose it doesn't matter really which days you do work, there's no such thing as a weekend. As long as we have a split rotor and everyone is given the right amount of hours to get back in and work and make a wage again. Something I know that we're all looking forward to doing. Now, anyone that's listened to me on stage before or knows me should know how much of an advocate I am for the progression of the industry. And I want nothing more than for barbers to be taken more serious as professionals, which means that we get treated better, we get respected more and we get pe- get paid better for the work that we do. You know, we do really long hours. We're always investing in our shops, in our skill set. Education is never cheap. And to keep up with the ever-changing styles and techniques to do those styles, it takes a lot of time, effort and money. Nobody on the outside looking in realises the amount of graft that goes into what we do. Now, that being said, a massive move forward, I think, is for shops to be scheduled using a booking system. Now, I'm not on the sell here but everyone knows that I use and work with the company Booksy. So obviously I'm gonna use that as my example. Booksy has been amazing for us as a brand and for me individually. Now, I'm not saying that a walk-in shop doesn't work and are not on the same level as a an appointment shop because that's certainly not true. Take my first shop, for example, Stephen Kane. It's a walk-in shop and it always has been. And for that reason, amongst the fact that it also it's run very well with excellent barbers in it and it works incredibly well staying as a walking shop it's busy for that reason it's got the convenience of the ability to just go in and get your hair cut at any time but at this moment in time it has its downfalls like uh, a waiting times and groups of customers and making sure that people who are waiting are two meters apart But for me personally, and I know I speak on behalf of a number of people who did make the change, and it's been monumental in our growth. So in accordance with what's going on at the moment, I'm just going to give you some advice on the way that we did it and how it can work for you. So whether you want to do just certain days or go straight into full bookings, uh, the setup is really, really easy. You've got to market it really well. Obviously, at the moment, it's easy to market because it's in the best interest and the safety for the barbers and the clients. Waiting times are to a minimum as you turn up when your appointment is booked. And for this privilege, you can charge an additional anything between 10 and 20% or even more. It's entirely up to you. We have an iPad in the shop with the app on it. And if we do have a walk-in, then they can simply right there and then just choose a time and date that suits them and come back. This way, we're creating some structure and order within the days. And you can forecast your week and make sure that every time slot is filled. If I have some cancellations on a Friday, which is rare, but if I have cancellations and I can put a post on social media and within minutes those spaces are full. So I'm actively making sure that I'm full all week. If this is something that you are interested in, then send me your number on Instagram and I'll get some more information sent over to you. Whether it's Booksy or another company, it doesn't really make a difference. And what 
my sole purpose is here is just to try and see the industry progress and I feel that having a, an appointment system is going forward and being taken more seriously as professionals. And just one little promise, as this is all getting way too much and very, very confusing, we're going to throw a massive pie at Ruger, probably at the Oldham shop where it's a little bit bigger. And we're going to have a big gathering, show some love to the community and the barber scene itself. So keep an eye on social media for that official announcement. But I can say right now, as soon as things get back to normal, we are having a pie. Now, unfortunately, this is a shorter podcast as I have had no time at all to do it. And I did make some notes of what I wanted to talk about. And I've literally just gone through them. So before I do say goodbye, uh, I'm going to mix it up a little bit this week and I'm not going to give you a book recommendation, but a singular podcast recommendation. And in my inspiration episode, I talked about a gentleman called Stephen Bartlett who has a podcast series called Diary of a CEO. And there is an episode there, which is episode number 43. And that's an interview with a guy called Nia Eyal. And you can find it on Stephen's podcast, Diary of His CEO. Remember, episode number 43. And Nia, spelled N-I-R, is the best-selling author of two books that I know of anyway. And his first book was called Hooked, and that's about habit formation. But what he speaks about in the interview is his new book called Indistractable. Um, I haven't actually read the book yet, and I do have a proof copy that Stephen gave me, who got it directly from Nia, which is really, really cool. And the kids keep messing about with it, which I'm devastated at because I don't want it to get ruined. And uh, Hopefully it's something that I'll keep and reread. Now, just listening to the interview alone, the Nia is incredibly intelligent and talks about how to control your attention and choose your life. So how to avoid being distracted and why are we do in the first place and why we procrastinate, the psychological reasons why and how to stop it from happening. All with the intention of making sure that we become more effective in our personal and work lives. So listen to that, listen to that podcast. It's a massive, massive eye-opener. And yes, it's very interesting. So again, as always, I can't thank you enough for listening and showing so much interest. Any feedback that you've got is extremely welcome. Please, please leave me a review. Share on social media if you can. I got rated 152 or 152nd in the self-help charts in my first month, which is fucking incredible to say how many podcasts there are and I owe it all to you guys. So for that, I thank you again massively. I'll see you again next week with the Q&A session. Hopefully I'll have everything arranged and organized for next week. Um, I do have a number of questions already, but if there's anything you want answering, then please just drop them in a message to me. Until then... Stay safe. See you later.